From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. I'm your host, Molly Bloom, and you're listening to Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today, we've got a deep sea debate, so put on your scuba gear and jump on in. It's giant squid versus blue whales. These two large and legendary beasts are bound to stage a fearsome debate. Which team will take home the title of Smash Boom Best? Here to help us make that decision is our Judge Dito. Hello, Dito. Hi. So, Dito, before we meet our debaters, I'd like to know how you're feeling about today's topic. Are you already a fan of either giant squid or blue whales? Giant squid sound really cool. Why? A regular squid kind of sounds boring. But like when you make it like a hundred times bigger, it sounds kind of scary. That makes sense. (laughs) Do you have any tips for how our debaters can win you over? Like what kind of arguments you find most persuasive? I like humor. I feel like if you can make your argument work, be persuasive and funny and heartfelt, I think that's the way to go for me. That is excellent advice. But without further ado, let's introduce today's debaters. Here representing Team Giant Squid is Tom Weber. Hi, Tom. Hello. Go Giant Squids. Tom, in just one sentence, why are giant squid clearly the coolest? Because we don't know anything about them. (laughs) The mystery. It's all mystery. I love a good mystery. And now it's time to greet Tom's fearsome opponent, Kasha Patel. Hi, Kasha. Hello. Woohoo. Yeah. (laughs) Kasha, in a single sentence, why are blue whales the best? Blue whales are the biggest animals that ever existed, but they're also really kind. Oh, that is fantastic. Now, before we dive in, let's run through the flow of our show. We've got four rounds of debate for you today, and our judge, Dito, will be awarding points during each segment. We'll start with the Declaration of Greatness. This is Tom and Kasha's opportunity to make a moving, fact-filled argument for their team. They'll also have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's declarations. Next, we've got the Micro Round, a creative challenge each team has prepared for in advance. Then we've got the Sneak Attack, a surprise challenge to see how well our debaters can improvise. Last but not least, we've got the final six, when both sides have just six words to capture why their side is the best. Dito will award points throughout the debate, but she'll keep her decisions a secret until the end of the show. Listeners, be your own judge and tally your points along the way, too. We want to know who you think won. So, Dito, in this first round, you'll be awarding one point for the best declaration and one point for the best rebuttal. Are you ready? Very. Excellent. And Kasha and Tom, are you ready? Very, very much. Then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. Our debaters are ready to deliver the most persuasive facts and stories about their side. We flipped a coin, and Tom, you're up first. This isn't so much a declaration of greatness as it is a declaration of giantness. It starts in dark, stormy waters. I tell ya, there be no scarier beast than the giant squid, yar. Like in the classic Disney movie, A 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, yar. 
Shepard. When a massive squid attacks a submarine, the crew must defeat it or perish in the salty sea. We'll be fighting at close quarters with the most tenacious of all sea beasts. Stay clear of the tentacles. They'll seize anything within reach and hang on to the death. The only vital spot is directly between the eyes. Yar, the beastly beast will kill all of you. <coughs> Pirate voices are not easy. <clears throat> okay. Actually, scenes like this one from a movie in the 50s are typical for squids. But they're just not that credible. Or as one scientist put it, rubbish! But here's the thing. One reason we make up stuff about giant squids in movies and books is that we really don't know that much about them. These giant squids live really deep in the ocean, so it's hard to study them. There might be millions in the deepest parts of the oceans, and we don't know it. There are no live giant squids in zoos or aquariums. Most of what we do know comes from studying the few dead carcasses that roll up on the beach. Bruh, the coolest animal ever just washed up on the shore. A blue whale? Nah, brah, I said the coolest. Oh, a giant squid. Totally. Here's what we do know. The giant squid has eight arms, just like an octopus, and then two additional feeding tentacles that are way longer than their arms. These tentacles reach out to grab food as far as 30 feet away. 30 feet! That's as long as a school bus. Like, if a giant squid was driving a school bus and it needed a snack, it could just reach back and grab that apple that a kid left in the very last seat. These tentacles also have these awesome suckers on them that grab fish and shrimp to eat. The tentacles bring that food back to the squid's beak. Squids have beaks! And the beak slices the food, which then goes into the main part of the body for digestion. And they need their food to be real small, because when the food goes down their throat, it actually passes through their brain. What? Yes! Giant squids have brains shaped like donuts that go around their esophagus. The esophagus is the tube that food goes down to get from your mouth to your stomach. Have you ever eaten a piece of food that was so big it hurt when you swallowed it? Imagine it rubbing past your brain. Ew, Mondo harsh. I know. Also, scientists are pretty sure that no creature on Earth has larger eyes than the giant squid. Each eye is the size of a dinner plate. With facts this cool, it's no wonder scientists devote their careers to studying giant squids, or trying to study them. Did you know we have only captured video of live giant squids in the water in the past 15 years. The first time we saw one in its natural home was in 2012 off the coast of Japan. A team of researchers sent cameras underwater with a lure that looked like a jellyfish and waited. Eventually, something came along, something fast, graceful, giant. The crew watching the video from a boat above flipped out. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Oh. <laughs> there it was! Nature's most mysterious beast. One scientist noted the squid on camera somehow had its tentacles partially cut off. If they had been full length, the animal would have been as tall as a two-story house. 
There is still so much we don't know. Are they aggressive? Do they hunt in packs? Do they host cocktail parties? Here's how one magazine article put it. How could something so big and powerful remain unseen for so long or be less understood than dinosaurs, which died out millions of years ago? Which leads me to my last point. Every one of you listening might grow up to become the person that cracks the code on one of the planet's most mysterious animals. Future marine biologists, unite! Wow. Team Giant Squid with some very tantalizing facts. What did you think of that Declaration of Greatness, Dito? What did you think Tom's strongest argument was? Um, The fact that we don't know very much about giant squids and that it'll just be an, an adventure, basically, figuring out more about them. That's what makes them so cool is that we don't really know anything about them. So the unknown is the exciting part. Very true. All right. It's time to let Kasha launch a 30-second rebuttal. Are you ready, Kasha? Yes. <laughs> and your time starts now. Okay. So I understand that mysteries are really cool, but if you had to pick a day to hang out with either the giant squid or the blue whale, you don't want to pick something that you don't know anything about. Like we understand that mysteries are really cool, but they're not all that great. Like remember when you were young and you didn't really know what your booger tasted like and you ate it and you're like, this doesn't taste like ice cream. It's not always good. The things that we don't know. Plus his description of a giant squid sounds really creepy and weird. How would you like to see an organism where its eyes take up the majority of its face. That's just really creepy and, and funny. time. Excellent work. Kasha, you have more to say. I can tell. <laughs> now channel all of that energy into your declaration for blue whales. Hollywood talks about enormous great white sharks and massive T-Rexes. <laughs> But what if I told you there's an animal bigger than any shark or dinosaur ever? I'm talking about the blue whale. These blubbery giants weigh as much as 15 school buses, produce some of the loudest noises on Earth, and have massive poops that help maintain a healthy ocean ecosystem. And they're really nice. Well, hello there. Hi, how are you? I'm feeling pretty blue. Oh no, what's wrong? No, that's a good thing. I'm supposed to be blue. Oh, right. Whales in general are amazing. They're mammals, like me and you. And they have lungs, give birth to live babies instead of laying eggs, and they're warm-blooded. About 60 million years ago, they used to live on land. But as they spent more time in the water, they evolved. Their front legs turned into flippers, their back legs shrunk inside their bodies because they didn't need them to swim. Over millions and millions of years, several whale species formed and they got bigger and bigger and bigger until they were the largest animals on Earth. And who's the largest of the large? Blue whales! Bigger is better. Blue whales are 100 feet long, and their hearts are about the size of a Volkswagen Beetle car. A child could actually fit inside the main artery of its heart. Though, I wouldn't try it if I were you. 
Compared to blue whales, there's nothing giant about giant squids. Blue whales? Just call them squids. If you came face to face with the blue whale, though, it wouldn't be that terrifying. Sometimes called gentle giants, they don't eat humans. Instead, they eat tiny shrimp-like creatures called krill, which are about the size of your pinky. To get enough energy, blue whales eat up to four tons of krill per day, using a technique called lunge feeding. They open their mouth, rush through an area of the ocean where there's a lot of krill, and then close their mouth. Think about when you want to eat a lot of birthday cake all at once. You open your mouth and dive headfirst into the cake to get as much frosty goodness as you can. Lunge feeding is like that, except more extreme. Instead of teeth, though, blue whales have baleen. It's this stringy, comb-like structure in their mouth. Think of bristles. Baleen acts like a net to keep the krill in while filtering the water out of the whale's mouth. Also, blue whales are great singers. I've got the blues, that bluish grayer skin. Okay, they actually sound more like this. These rumbles help whales communicate with each other over long distances. That's important because blue whales are generally solitary animals, so they're often swimming tens to hundreds of miles apart. Even though they like being alone or in small groups, though, they still communicate and like to keep track of other whales. Scientists think some of the blue whale noises are mating calls or signals for mealtime or for socializing. Blue whales are also one of the loudest animals on Earth, hitting levels around 180 decibels. That's louder than a jackhammer. Or a jet engine. And they can be heard from 500 miles away. That's impressive. Do you know what a squid sounds like? Take a listen. Did you catch the dull silence of a non-musical translucent ugly invertebrate? Scientists have never heard giant squids make noise which makes giant squids the most boring musicians in the ocean. Not only are blue whales beautiful singers, but they can also protect our environment by fighting climate change. You may have heard that Earth's climate has been changing in alarming ways. Global temperatures are climbing, ice sheets are losing mass, and sea levels are rising globally. One of the causes of climate change is a greenhouse gas called carbon dioxide. Blue whale poop helps combat climate change by reducing the amount of this heat-trapping carbon dioxide in our air. When blue whales poop, they release enormous, and I mean enormous, plumes of feces that are even sometimes called punamis. These punamis contain a lot of nutrients like iron, which is actually what makes their poo pink. This iron gets released into the water and helps microscopic algae, called phytoplankton, grow. Phytoplankton are like the grass of the sea. Just like other plants, like trees, they help take carbon dioxide out of the air through photosynthesis and give us oxygen in return. Imagine if your poop was pink and could feed an organism that can combat climate change. That would be amazing! And that's what blue whales are. Amazing. Aw, shots. So, if you're looking for a big musical giant that spews out environmentally friendly pink poop, blue whales are your friends. 
Very nice work, Kasha. Dito, what did you think? What was Kasha's best argument there? Probably the environment one because it had the most real impact. (laughs) The fact that that is an issue that we're all dealing with now was impressive to you. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Well, Tom, it is time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and your time starts now. Look, I am all for poops that save the world, but you can't hold that against the giant squid because you don't know if their poop saved the world just like a blue whale's. We're talking about stuff we just don't know. So you really can't take points away from the giant squid because we have to find out. Dito, you said it yourself. It'll be an adventure to find out more about giant squids. Let's go on that adventure and find out what their poop is like and find out if they sing. Because if they're, we just, just because we can't hear them singing and doesn't tie. mean they don't. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be a beautiful chorus. Excellent. So we're ready for our poop venture. Dito, it's time for you to make your decision. Think about these declarations. Which one did you find more persuasive? Give the team with the best declaration of greatness one point. And then award your second point to the side with the most impressive rebuttal. It's okay for one team to win both points, too. That just means their opponent has some catching up to do. Giant squids. Listeners at home. (laughs) Giant squids. Listeners at... (laughs) Blue whales. Giant squids. (laughs) Blue whales. Listeners at home, grab something you can write with and mark down who you think won those two points as well. Dito, have you made your decision? Mm Mm-hmm. Was it a tough decision? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I feel good about this. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with three more rounds of this marvelous marine battle. Stay tuned. Taylor Lincoln here with 364-time debate champ and bagpipe player. What's with the bagpipes, Todd? I'm getting in touch with my Scottish roots. And look, I'm wearing a kilt, which is a skirt for men. It suits you quite well. Thanks. I also put it on because of our debate today, which is skirts versus pants. Yes, we caught fashion designer Maximo Fiore having a heated debate with his mother, Isabella, about which is better, skirts or pants. Here they are at a fashion show in New York, New York. Roll that tape. Maximo, every single model on the runway is wearing a skirt. Why? Pants are better than skirts. How can you say that, Mama? Skirts are superior. That's why they've been the fashion choice for humans way longer than pants. Philippe will tell you about skirt history. He's a fashion historian. Philippe, take it, please. Sure. So the earliest skirt ever found dates back to 3900 BCE, almost 6,000 years ago. Peoples in most ancient civilizations, Mesopotamia, Egypt, Greece, Rome, all wore skirts. In the Middle Ages, knights' armor even featured little metal skirts. Today, skirts are still popular and are worn by women and some men. Ooh, I love the way Maximo got an expert to support his side of the argument. It's a great debate tactic, but did it change Isabella's mind? Wow, I didn't know all of that about skirts. Yes, Mama, and they are simple to make and easy to wear. You've changed my mind. Skirts are pretty great. (sighs) 
Gosh, I love it when people are persuaded. Don't you? I do. And getting an expert to provide evidence in favor of your side is always a good idea, debate heads. It is. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go practice the bagpipes a little more. Sure. Sure. Just don't don't do it in here. Oh, okay. Phew. Well, we'll catch you next time on State of Debate. Best. Smash. Smash. Best. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm Dito, the judge for today's Smash Boom battle. We love getting debate ideas from our listeners. And we thought this one was great. My debate idea is audiobooks versus podcasts. That was Ollie from Sag Harbor, New York. We'll hear from Ollie again at the end of the show to hear who he thinks should win. And now it's back to our salty showdown between Team Giant Squid and Team Blue Whales. Yay! The poop may help, but we don't know, and we need Dito to become a marine biologist to go find out. Yay! Dito cares about the environment! (laughs) Well, debaters, please prepare for your next challenge, the... Micro Round. Today's micro round challenge is called Top of the Hour. Kasha and Tom are both pretending to be local news anchors reporting on their side. Kasha, you're up first. Fill us in on the latest Big Blue News. Welcome to the World Wide Whale News, the only network name that is also a tongue twister. We're speaking with the blue whale off the California coast. His name is... Oh, man. I hope I'm getting this right. Uh, I don't speak whale that well, so he'll be using a translator. That's exactly how you say my name. Thank you so much for having me. Now, blue whales have gone through a lot. I know your ancestors used to live on land, but then moved to water. How do you enjoy ocean life? I love it. To quote my crabby friend Sebastian, Darling, it's better, down where it's wetter, under the sea. Also, all of my food is down here. Now, I don't want to bring up bad memories, but it's important to talk about changes in your population. In the 1920s, the blue whale population dropped from around 35,000 to just 1,000 because humans were hunting you. Why were people hunting you? As you know, we don't have teeth. We have baleens. Baleens are thin, comb-like structures that are made up of keratin. The same thing human nails and hair is made of. For some reason, you humans really liked our baleens. To be fair, you humans like a lot of weird things, like mayonnaise. Anyways, you made different products for yourselves, like corsets, which I heard are really skinny shirts that ladies used to wear to make themselves look smaller. That's ridiculous. You humans look so tiny to me already. You also use them to make something that keeps you dry from water. I believe you called them umbrellas, which also seems silly to me because why would you not want to be surrounded by water? Yeah, humans are weird. I don't understand why people like mayonnaise either. Now, you are currently endangered, but I heard your population is increasing due to better conservation efforts. Yes, I feel like I have thousands more friends to talk to now. In fact, I hear one of them now. She's just found a bunch of krill. Yum. 
Well, that's it for this interview. You can follow our guest on Twitter. <laughs> A whale done whale interview. What do you think, Dito? Um, I think the baleen and the corsets and the umbrellas was pretty compelling. Yeah, I did not know that people used baleen for those things. That is very fascinating. Well, it's time to change the channel and see if there's any news about those massive, mysterious squids. Tom, let's roll. We now go live to reporter Jim Ocean Guy, who's on the scene of a possible giant squid sighting. Jim! Ron, I'm standing outside a small fishing hut near the pier, and a few lobster sources of mine said a giant squid named Mortimer lives in this hut. He apparently spends most of his time inside, though he sometimes goes out for ice cream. Now, we're going to knock on the door and see if we can meet this giant squid. Who is it? Uh, yes, Mr. Mortimer, this is Jim Ocean Guy, Action 5 News. We understand that you're a giant squid, and we'd like to talk to you about, uh, well, everything. Go away! Oh, uh, yeah, yes, well, you see, Mr. Mortimer, uh, scientists really don't know much about anything about giant squids, and so I know they'd really love to know a little more about, like, uh, uh, how you hunt and uh, socialize and a whole bunch of things. I don't want to talk to you! Go away! Well, um, uh, Mr. Mortimer... My name is Mortimer, not Mr. Mortimer, just Mortimer! Oh, um... Well, uh, Mortimer, the, gi the giant squid, um, maybe if you could just open the door so we could get a shot of you uh, just to have that. Did those lobsters tell you I was here? Man, I am going to grab them with my tentacles from several feet away and give them the what for. Go away! Um, okay, uh, well, uh, Ron, as you can see, uh, Mr. Mortimer, uh, Mortimer doesn't want to be disturbed. Uh, so we'll have to wait another day for another rare sighting of a giant squid. Back to you in the studio. Okay, thanks. Coming up, what's a squid's favorite ice cream? We'll talk to the owner of Ocean Cone. Some very tenacious reporting under difficult circumstances, Tom. Odito, what did you think? Um, the giant squid seemed pretty mean. <laughs> yeah, you seemed did. misunderstood, Dito. That's the key. We don't know. <laughs> no, there's too much we don't know about him now. <laughs> too mysterious? Too mysterious. All right, Dito, it is time to consider both newscasts and award a point. Listeners, you should award a point to Dito. Have you decided on a winner for this round? I think so. Amazing. Now it's time for our third round, the slightly terrifying and very exciting <laughs> sneak attack. Kasha and Tom, are you ready to riff? Yes. Yes. Your challenge is secret handshake. We want you to imagine what happens in your side's secret handshake. Then, using just words and sounds, describe this secret handshake to us so we can do it ourselves. These handshakes are for humans, so make them very visual. We want our blue whale and giant squid superfans to have a super secret and fun way of greeting each other. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. 
Okay, take a minute to think about your side's secret handshake moves while we listen to this lovely hold music. Giant squids live way down deep So many tentacles and ways to sneak Away from the gaze of prying human eyes Blue whales are really big Imagine one in a wig Their poop is pink and they munch on lots of krill Okay, Tom, you're up first. Give us a detailed breakdown of the secret handshake for giant squid. So this is where humans and giant squids finally unite. If you look at the four fingers on your hand and the four fingers on the other person's hand, that represents the eight legs of a giant squid. And then the two thumbs are the tentacles. So you come up to your friend and just with the fingers, not with the thumbs yet, you do a little tapping each other, right? You put your fingers out like, hey, hello, how are you? And you just kind of tap your fingers together and then you lock those fingers together like you're going to do thumb wrestling. You know why? Because you're (laughs) going to do thumb wrestling. So you're locked in and then you do the thumb wrestling thing. One, two, three, four. I declare a giant squid tentacle war and then you go at it and you do your little thumb war and whoever wins doesn't matter because at the end you go giant squids (laughs) hooray excellent work okay kasha it's your turn what kind of moves does the blue whale use in their secret handshake so take your two arms and put them on the side of your body and then starting uh with your elbow from your elbow up lift up your hands so your hands are kind of at your shoulder and then what you're gonna do is tilt your entire body to the left just a little bit. So it's like these two arms are like the whale fins. And then you're going to tilt it because then one of the fins is like, it's coming out of water. And then the really cool part is you're going to take your mouth and that's going to be your blowhole. Like if you've ever seen a whale uh, that's in the water and then all of a sudden you see a big like uh, spout of water coming out, we're going to do that with our mouth. So you're going to put your cheeks like really big <laughs> And then you're going to go. And so whenever you see your friends, you just like uh, take your hands, tilt to the side and go. And then you guys are blue whales. It's amazing. Excellent work, Kasha. Dito, you're the judge. You get to decide what's important and what it takes to win this point. Listeners at home, you should award a point too. Dito, have you made your decision? I think so. Excellent. Well, we're down to our very last point. It's a good time to check in with our debaters. Tom, how are you feeling? A little misunderstood, just like the giant squid. (laughs) Deep and mysterious. Kasha, what about you? How are you feeling? I feel pretty good. I feel like I want to be friends with Dito, just like the blue whale would want to be friends. Those friendly blue whales. All right. It's time for our final round. Kasha and Tom have six words to convince Dito their side is the smash boom best. A lot is weighing on this short, punchy statement. Kasha, you're up first. Blue whales are big and beautiful. Short and to the point. Tom, what is your six-word statement in support of giant squid? Eyes as big as dinner plates. (laughs) Nice work. Dito, it's time. Take a minute to think about their final six and mark down your last point. This might take a while. (laughs) She's counting. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. So much counting. 
Tito, are you ready? Okay. All right. Okay, the winner is... Kasha. Woo! Yeah! Giant squids aren't so giant, are they? Woo! Thanks, Dito. <laughs> so, Dito, talk us through your decision-making process. Were there certain moments that really clinched it for you? Well, the first round, I was taking notes, like we usually do in debate. And... I had so many notes on Kasha's. Like, I think her vocabulary was kid-like. So I was able to relate to it and just, I guess, see her side. So yeah, that went to her. The reporter one, I actually gave to Tom because the fact that the giant squid was so, like, harsh and hostile... <laughs> was kind of funny. I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, the sneak attack I gave to Tom. <laughs> and the six words. In a usual debate, how we sum up things, the third speaker usually uses an overall and general speech. So I think Kasha's was more of a conclusion to the entire argument. So I gave that one to Kasha, which makes her total points three and Tom's. <laughs> well, it was a close debate and you were a very fair and thorough judge. So thank you so much, Dito. Tom, Kasha, do you have any closing thoughts to share? I learned a lot of things about the giant squid, namely that they are real because we don't know like anything about them. And we just got our first video of them not too long ago. But I was like, are these things even real? And who knows? They could be fake still. I don't know. Maybe that was just like a fake video that they found. But I think Tom has convinced me enough that I do think giant squids are real now. So thank you, Tom. I'll say congratulations on winning. I think that obviously blue whales are big, majestic animals. Um, and you presented that great, of course. And uh, I hope that uh, blue whales and giant squids, unbeknownst to all of us, are actually having fun and hanging out in the depths of the ocean. We just don't know. Dito crowned blue whales the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head over to smashboom.org and tell us who you think won. Do you remember Ollie from Sag Harbor, New York, and his idea for an audiobook versus podcast matchup? Here's who Ollie thinks should win. I think audiobooks would win because you get more hours of entertainment. Do you have an awesome idea for a matchup? Head over to smashboom.org and tell us about it. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and American Public Media. It's produced by Rosie DuPont, Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, Molly Bloom, and Elissa Dudley. We had engineering help from Corey Shreppel. And we had production help from Manica Wilhelm, Christina Lopez, and Lauren D. Anna Weggle is the voice of our hold music, and our announcer is Marley Feuerworker Otto. We want to give a special thanks to Taylor Kaufman, Austin Cross, and Veronica Rodriguez. Kasha, is there anyone you want to thank today? I would like to thank our wonderful judge, Dito, for doing a great job in evaluating the arguments very fairly and thoroughly. I would like to thank my speech and debate teacher from high school for teaching me how to use Google appropriately and responsibly for constructing these arguments. How about you, Tom? I just want to thank, I really mean this, I want to thank all of the people who actually do this work of studying, all the scientists out there who spend days on days and weeks on boats and trying to figure out stuff about the ocean. So thank you to them. We'll be back with a brand new debate battle next week. 
see you then. Sayonara. See you later. Bye. Podcasts are weird. (laughs) There's never been a truer (laughs) statement.